now i move on to another episode that day happened to be thursday as you know in our college every thursday morning we have one full hour for a spiritual activity we'll have a guest speaker we'll have a panel discussion or spiritual quiz something like that swami asked that evening what did you have this morning there in the college we said swami we had one guest speaker who spoke on madhvacharya m a d h w a madhvacharya c h a r y a madhvacharya a great exponent a great philosopher who advocated the principle of dualism and that morning we had a talk and bhagwan started inquiring what did you understand from his talk tell few points boys could not answer we can say we are fantastic how it is please we'll meet tomorrow we are not ready with an answer when swami asked what are the points he could not immediately say that then he looked at me what do you say till i want to focus that so that to provoke swami to come forward with new dimensions on the same topic then i said swami this morning the learned scholar spoke on an aspect called witness witness or in sanskrit sakshi s a k s h i sakshi or witness he spoke on that swami would you please explain little more on that bhagwan said when he spoke why should i explain you go and talk to him you go and talk to him and then suddenly he said i have no witness please understand the depth and the profundity of this statement i have no witness it is really a profound statement may appear to be so simple no witness is the self in every one of us i think i am clear witness is the self meaning i know what is correct what is wrong i know what is happening i know what is happening in my dream that i which is beyond time and space that i which is beyond region religion caste community language gender age whatever may be that i is the eternal witness that i the witness 
is divine. That I, the witness, is Brahman, is God. So when Baba said, I have no witness, what does it mean? He is the witness. There is no question of witness in him. Am I clear? Am I clear? So, there is nothing like witness in him. Because he is the witness. Am I clear? That's why Baba said, I have no witness. Believe me, I don't know about the reaction of other students and teachers. Being familiar with his literature and interested in spirituality and philosophy. Ah, it was like something like an electric shock to me. Yes. I lost myself thinking of that eternal witness which is very well said in all these uh, scriptures. Then Swami Ah, yes, what? Go on. Swami, the learned scholar this morning made references to certain examples. Mm-hmm. What are they? I could not understand properly, Swami. In what context has he said? With a reference to dualism, qualified non-dualism and non-dualism, he gave few examples. I want Swami to speak. So that all will be benefited. People have not come here to hear my talk. I am fully aware of it. I am highly conscious of it. My job is only to extract more information. Make him speak. Then Baba started speaking like that. The three schools of philosophy, dualism, qualified non-dualism and non-dualism are three schools of philosophy which are complementary to each other. They are not contradictory. They are evolutionary and not revolutionary. They are sequential. One is the corollary to the other. Ah, Swami. Then he started giving examples. A tender fruit, unripe fruit, and a ripe fruit. Ripe fruit of today was an unripe fruit few days back. The unripe fruit much earlier was a tender fruit. So, same tender fruit develops, gets ripened into an unripe fruit and fully becomes a ripe fruit later. Same thing. Similarly, dualism takes you to non-qualified, non-dualism, and then ends you up in non-dualism. So, dualism, qualified non-dualism, and non-dualism are the three states of transition, one leading to the other. That's what Bhagwan said. Swami said, here is clay, clay, Nature and the individual. Three. 
clay pot and the individual three individual makes use of the pot made out of the clay similarly god is the potter nature is the clay so potter is god clay is nature the pot is the individual clear these are the three states of consciousness the three schools of philosophy such as dualism qualified non dualism and non dualism then swami pardon me for this question yes what is that question dualism says that god and man are separate am i clear god and man are different according to the theory of dualism dvaita then for this question yes what is that question dualism says that god and man are separate and man are separate am i clear god and man are different according to the theory of dualism dvaita then what is moksha or liberation that's my question my friends do not consider the question simple and silly our idea of moksha or liberation is to find oneness with god to find our identity with god that is moksha now dualism says god and man are different then what is moksha what is liberation baba said in my mind absence of attachment is moksha when there is no moha m o h a attachment that is moksha liberation moha kshaya moha attachment kshaya reduction is moksha am i clear that's what bhagwan said in a very simple way it's really very nice uh, uh, definition indeed and finally swami said you may say number of things but truth is one truth is one then being from a student from a christian college immediately i said swami in the bible it is said ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free is the biblical quotation how true it is and swami said the truth is one and next episode swami asked what did happen what did happen this morning in the college what was the program this morning in the college i said swami we had students 
speaking on Christianity. Oh, I see. Good. What did they speak on Bible? What did they say about Ten Commandments? What did they say about Jesus Christ? He went on bombarding questions, one after one, one after one. The boys got up and said, in their own way, Swami, these are Ten Commandments, one, two, three, four. And one is Swami Christ the Great, the one of love and sacrifice. Oh, good. Swami liked it. And finally said, look here, all that you said is based on your bookish knowledge. Bookish knowledge, which is superficial knowledge. But what you should have said is, from your own heart, what you felt about it, your own vibration, your own inner voice, your own intuition, you have spoken basing on that, rather collected information from different books. Because bookish knowledge is only your scholarship. Scholarship is only an exhibition. Scholarship is an act of vanity. Don't do that. That's what Bhagavan said. So Swami, what shall we do now? Shall I stop reading? Swami said no. Speak based on your experience. Don't go merely by expression. Have experience as the foundation. And then expression will have some value. That's what Bhagwan said. And then Swami said, What else? What else? So that he can easily catch every fellow. <laughs> Where they went wrong. And they went on telling what they spoke. And Swami also added to what, what all that has been said by students. And then, Swami said, Boys, you know Vedanta? V-E-D-A-N-T-H-A. Vedanta. In English we say philosophy. But truly speaking, philosophy is just a translation. An apology for the word. But it does not convey the depth of the meaning of the word Vedanta. Vedanta is a Sanskrit word. Philosophy is an English word. Swami says, full loss, full loss, philosophy. Full loss, full of loss. Fill that loss so that it becomes philosophy. Oh, I see. Then what is Vedanta, Swami? Swami said this. Vedanta is the climax. Vedanta is the zenith. Vedanta is the ultimate. How? I don't know. Then Baba said, here is milk. Boil it. 
wait for some time. You can curdle it. Right? You get the curd next morning. Don't you? Now what do you do? Churn it. Churn it. You get butter. Don't you? Yes. Now heat that butter. You get the ghee. By students. And then, Swami said, Boys, you know Vedanta? V-E-D-A-N-T-H-E. Vedanta. In English we say philosophy. But truly speaking, philosophy is just a translation. An apology for the word. But it does not convey the depth of the meaning of the word Vedanta. Vedanta is a Sanskrit word. Philosophy is an English word. Swami says, full of philosophy. Full loss. Full of loss. Fill that loss. So that it becomes philosophy. Oh, I see. Then what is Vedanta, Swami? Swami said this. Vedanta is the climax. Vedanta is the zenith. Vedanta is the ultimate. How? I don't know. Then Baba said, here is milk. Boil it. Wait for some time. You can curdle it. Right? You get the curd next morning. Don't you? Now what do you do? Churn it. Churn it. You get butter. Don't you? Yes. Now heat that butter. You get the ghee. Then heat the ghee. It remains as the ghee. Because milk is the first state. Second curd state. Third butter state. Fourth ghee. Beyond that, no other state beyond it. So, Veda, milk, Anta, the end, ghee. The finale, the ultimate. Ah, Swami, we take, we make use of ghee and we like butter, but we don't know that to be applied to philosophy and Vedanta. What an excellent thing it is. Suddenly Swami called one boy and asked, what's your name? He said, Swami, my name? Yes. Parashuram. Parashuram. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. You know anything of Parasuram? Swami is MSC fellow. Not this fellow. Parasuram of your mythology. Of your epics. Oh, I know Swami. What? What do you know? Parasuram also happens to be one of the ten incarnations of Vishnu, the Divine. And Parasuram killed all Kshatriyas, 
the warrior class killed everybody but two escaped who are they one is the father of rama dasharatha other is the father of sita janaka swami how could they escape when parshuram killed all kshatriyas the warrior class how could these two escape how could they escape swami said there is one discipline even in killing who i say what is the discipline when anyone is found doing yajna he should not be killed and when one is getting married he should not be killed dasharatha had three wives so he may be engaged in marrying second wife or third wife i don't know then parshuram was about to attack him he was getting married at that time so he was exempted oh very good when parshurama was about to kill janaka he was found doing some yajna so he was exempted that led to the birth of rama here sita there that led to celestial wedding sita rama that's what swami said and then swami started explaining story relating to parashuram the name of the father of parashurama is jamadagni j a m a d a g n i jamadagni the name of a saint the name of the mother of parashurama is renuka r e n u k a now one day jamadagni the father of parashuram was very angry with his wife renuka and called his son parashuram come here boy take this sword kill your mother parashuram immediately picked up the sword and killed his mother father was very happy because son immediately obeyed his command and father said my dear son i am pleased with your conduct now i am going to grant you a boon what is that you want i'll give you he said dear father bring back my life my mother to life bring back my mother to life immediately renuka was resurrected she was brought back to life now swami's comment you should know that when you fulfill the desire of god when you act according to the command of god you will get everything in life so parashurama following jamadagni got the good name for his obedience and got a, the best prestige a very big name remembered till this day for having brought back his mother to life for her resurrection that's what swami said with thanks to bhagwan we'll meet again later thank you very much
சாய்தாம் ஜி கீ தேங்க்